Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Yo, is that Bruce Pillbug? Yo, is that a new setup, bro? Do you have a new setup? Bro, it's the Bruce Pillbug setup. That is I designed Pillbug. it for like if a Pillbug came in, mm-hmm. you could like feel the layout is like a familiar Pillbug layout. You know what I mean? Did- yeah, did you put the bed there to confuse your cat so they would stop harassing you at night? No, that's the funny thing is I was like, maybe if I sleep out here, they'll be chill. But then mm. they were just break dancing on my head all night. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was so, that's, yeah, that sounds familiar. I, dude, literally the entire time I was staying over there, I don't think I slept two hours because like they kept, they kept like... I felt so bad the one night because I remember waking up because I was sleeping oh perfectly, God. but I woke up and I look over and they're both just like dancing on your head and you just let it out was... this sigh that was just like that you had just given up any hope of sleeping that night. It was, li- was, it was like, literally just like they were Mortal Kombating like on my head. They're all crazy, long. bro. They're <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Dude, the blue one has started doing this thing when he is, like, really overstimulated. If Mm -hmm. I make eye contact with him anywhere in the house, dude, uh, I lock eyes with him. He will sprint as fast as possible, jump off anything that's possible, and then will fly at my chest with both claws out like this, dude. And I literally sometimes have to be like, whoa, bro, like, relax, relax, like. Dude, what I'm Dude. telling you, there are times I've walked into the room and just based on like senses turned just in time to see a 10 pound furry ball <laughs> rocketing towards my head, dude, like a cannonball. It's That's so good, dude. Well, it's a, whole thing, it's a whole thing with cats anyway that like mm, they have that wildcat instinct that when you turn your back, they'll start like creeping up creeping on you. In. you seen that? Yeah, yeah. It's so funny. Um, dude, I had dude. a, uh... oh, sorry. Uh, no, it's like I don't want it to be the Beatle episode, but I feel like I have so much to debrief on because I just worked this Miami art. I know I haven't shit. seen you in like three months. The I know I'm really asking about you. Back. Yeah, I know. You gotta play for a long time, dude. Oh, I know. Well, I just don't want to download a like sixty gig game that I'm gonna suck at you, anyway. I think you downloaded it. I, I didn't. I paused. I stopped the download because somebody was like, "Oh, you know, it's sixty gigabytes, right?" And I was like, "Whoop! I, I don't. I don't need that." Like, and you got, we were already about to play Fall Guys, but I will download it. It would be really fun to play together. Um. Oh yeah, but as you guys know, or maybe you don't know, I was working at the Miami Art Fair. Uh, not for my own art, but because my buddy close friend of mine who I've known for a long time he works for a gallery as like a like an exhibit coordinator or an event coordinator or something I'm listening but I have to respond to this text please that's okay that's okay this is half to you and half to the patrons so anyway so uh he asked me because they're based out in New York he asked me if I wanted to work out for a week uh with him for the gallery at there was two different fairs that were going on for this Miami like art you know it's like art basil but art basil is like one fair and then there's like a bunch of other ones anyway the miami art scene is not a good one in my opinion i just think it's mostly garbage and like uh 
I especially feel like it's hard. When you say garbage, do you mean the quality of art or the area or? It's the content. It's more the like, I think like this is. Rick and Morty smoking weed. Yeah, I really okay, think yeah. this is a Miami specific thing. But people who live in Florida who listen to the podcast will know what I'm talking about. All of these fairs should put a full on embargo like they should just say absolutely not to any artists that are trying to come in with monopoly man art bitcoin <laughs> art uh marilyn monroe uh what now, else dude, do I see Fuck that is up. one is that a common one because that's one like i feel like i would love to see i have never seen weed dude. or drug paraphernalia with the monopoly man is that dude a, is, is that a common one it is ubiquitous in Miami. <laughs> like you anywhere you go and it's just in this area it's just in winwood which is like don't let anyone tell you that winwood is up and coming i some people are saying that they're like oh it's this cool young area no it's not winwood is such a dog trash area it's so it's like i mean i don't even use this word but it's like ratchet it's just like everybody goes there to get shit faced and the only other people that are there are like confused like argentinian tourists with too much money to spend and are just like oh let's go to winwood but have no idea what's going on over there yeah and it used to be known for its street art it's still known for that but the street art there i'm telling you man there is not a single good fucking piece of street art in that. Like, I, it is all so bad. Like, it's just terrible because it's all that type of shit. It's just like really like, like I like money. I'm going to paint the Monopoly Man because I like money. It's like, dude, fuck off. Like, it's weird though because like I agree with else. you. I agree with you, but I lived with in LA my two roommates, Zach and Zach. Anytime we went to a weed festival obviously they'd have a ton of that shit. that's the place it should be at a weed festival uh-huh. that type of art but they would like dude do you see that yo you should make shit like this like yo it's rick drinking lean yeah like, i know but that, there is there is the like... first time you see it i think because you think it's such like a novelty and rarity and then it's you start seeing it everywhere and it's like dude. but that's the thing it's like and i was telling my friend that i'm like how are we in the year of our lord 2023 still making this shit because it's like okay probably the first guy in like 2008 who drew the monopoly man smoking weed probably stood up it was like you know that Oppenheimer? <laughs> like, like i'm sure that was the yeah, very dude, dude, it's like thing. honey yeah, it, the, honey it's come just, quick <laughs> yeah, he's calling <laughs> to his <laughs> wife like, like, like yeah. he knows these changed the world forever but like it's it's like dude this has been going on for like i don't know 15 20 years like how are we still doing this and there's no bro, it's there's really keep, no excuse evol- bro you your goal because this is one of my goals our goal as a team should be to make characters that start other artists start that, drawing smoking drawing, weed and drinking lean dude that's, that's hilarious that, that is a really funny thing to work up to but even because I, I was working two art fairs there was one that was called red dot miami no, no relation. Yeah, no relation. No. Uh, but which actually, I don't know if I don't even know if the red dot if this is why she's named her her. I don't think this is. You why. should let her know just in case, because that that this could be huge for her. Here's a red dot. Uh, she should sue. I honestly am gonna. I Dude, fuck suing. I would just show up and pretend I own the place. <laughs> I'd be like, Yo, straight up. I mean, honestly, th- this fair fucking sucked. I mean, it was like, it was it was just in a warehouse, but it was so trashy, and they were like charging people 
they, they were charging crazy amounts to park there. The whole thing was just top to bottom, such trash. The the actual like my buddy and his boss and the coworkers that I was working in the little gallery were were cool generally. They, like they, most of them were cool. I worked with this one guy who was a fucking nut, but everybody else was cool. And but the fair itself just sucked. It was like really trashy. And then, but then the other one, which I worked at one day because it was five days total. I had four days at that Red Dot Fair. Oh, which by the way, the reason it was called Red Dot, which I learned, is that in a it's like common, I guess, in a gallery that went after a something is bought or sold. Oh, they, they put have a red dot little red dot stickers. That's why. So that that's why it was called that. And then the other one, which was called Aqua was actually really fresh it was like definitely a higher brow that one was in miami beach it was a lot older crowd but like they had literally it's this motel which i think is like a two-star motel in miami that every year for the week clears out all of the furniture in the room and they just let the gallery set up in each room and like it's it looks like an old miami motel and when you're like walking around there's there's like the balcony has like trees in the middle and like a little median it like all the windows were open so it felt very like it was cool that was really fresh and and the art there was actually that was actually some good art bro uh, can you imagine a bunch of indian guys showing up to the red dot like this is not what i was expecting this is not what i was expecting i will take though the rick and morty drinking lean i will take (laughs) yeah i'll take take two of those the The other joke i was gonna go with see i was i was going between them but the other one would be you're at the red dot gallery and there's an indian man standing there and someone comes and picks him up like a painting and walks away but yeah oh that's good too that's That's good too that's good too yeah that's like almost like it like surpasses racism into like cute territory where it's like that's yes, also almost yeah. kind of endearing. Anyway, even at this, I was now I was walking around at the Aqua Fair because that one we were stationed in our little thing and it was really chill. And dude, we were sipping like Aperol spritzers, like that was it was awesome. That day ruled. But then, but then I decided I was like, oh, let me walk around the fair. And a lot of the art was really fresh. But at the end. They had like the the biggest booth was one that was like one room that looped around so you could get to the other side of the balcony like you could walk through it. And I went into there and for, they had set up all this like pink carpet and lights while you were walking through. Bro, I should have taken pictures of the art. The art in there, it was literally like just the Mona Lisa, but with her like tits out. And then there was like another one that was like Leonardo DiCaprio and Wolf of Wall Street. What's his name? Jordan belmont or belfort or yeah, whatever yeah. and he was just hold, he's just holding up like you know oh no it was great gatsby you know that great gatsby yeah the glass it? yeah but instead of the glass he's holding up a bitcoin <laughs> I, I swear to god this big like like 10 foot not even a painting it just was like a big ass like photoshop thing that they printed yeah, on yeah. and and i walked through there and i was like the fair should have banned they, they should have said absolutely not because I, when i was walking through there i was like oh this is like trash like this is a trash fair like yeah there's nothing like there's no, it's crazy mentioning it's crazy. the mona lisa one got me thinking it's like if you're a weed dude and you're like a creative guy like you this is your path you make that type of art there is a distinct female art because i have met multiple women like this i'm curious mm-hmm. what your take is but women's version of this, mm. um, were you, 
I think she grew up near you because she was friends with Teddy, but she was our age. Do you know someone called Gabby? Yeah, what's her last name? I don't know, but she's a smoke show. You know who I was talking about. Likelihood that we have mutual friends is very high, but probably doesn't ring a bell. Yeah, she was one of those chicks, and like I said, there's ton of them, but she's the most recent one I've met like this who will do like, yeah, like a painting of like a woman squeezing her boobs or the word pills spelled out entirely with pills and then (laughs) selling it for like five hundred. No one would buy it, but you know, trying to sell that as like a high art piece. Right. Well, that that was the other thing. It was actually a very eye-opening experience because I've never worked in a gallery. I've never done anything with fine art before. And my friend, he's been working in galleries for a long time. And so like being able to do this was a very eye-opening experience because a lot of the artists, their particular gallery, the artists that they represent, it's a mix. They have a handful that are based just on merit alone. Like they have like an ongoing relationship with them and they split commission 50, 50 with the artist or whatever. The other ones, which were the ones that were at this red dot, like Winwood fair were paying the gallery to have their art hanging up in, in the even thing. if they and didn't sell it, even if they didn't sell it. Oh, wow. And, but part of it, which to me, I was kind of like, I mean, on one hand, you could think of it and be like, well, it's a little predatory, but it's really not because it's like they don't have to do that. And the other people who were at this fair, a lot of them were standing there representing their own art in the booth, which might sound fun, but it actually sucks because like selling your own art, especially something that's at like a really high price point is kind of like it just sucks. And it's like it. I think by having somebody else standing there and just being like, oh, we represent this artist, it adds like a mystique to the artist. It does add some allure. It adds some allure and it makes it feel like, oh, I'll pay for this rather than, I mean, it's like, like, I would even say like, I hate when I'm telling somebody that I'm a comic artist and they're like, oh, show me some of your work. I'm like, dude, the last You hate that? Imagine how I feel. Dude, it's like, but the last thing I want to do is be like showing somebody and being like scrolling through and being like, what about this? You think this one's funny? It's like, I'm like, no, here's my, but handle. you have some, look you have some good time. classics that I feel like you could show anyone and be proud but, of. But it's literally like, it's literally like, oh, you're a stand up comedian. Tell me a Dude, joke. Yeah, like, it's, it's the like, dance monkey thing. It's so the dance monkey annoying. Thing. And it's just, and it's like, but on it's the, the other side, thing. it's like, if you are a stand up comedian, tell me a fucking joke and make me laugh, you fucking hack. What the <laughs> Like, I do yeah. get that, but it's different than, like, because I think comedians get up their own ass, but it's ve- that is very different and less offensive than, like, seeing a guy and finding out he's a doctor and being like, can you check out this rash on my anus and yes. at this party for free? You know what I mean? Like, that's, well, like, because they're it's very subjective. different still. It's, like, yeah, it's, well, it's very, it's because art and comedy is very subjective, like, there are very few, if any, artists or comedians or musicians that are, it's universally agreed that, like, this is the best to do it. You know what well, I mean? Us, so, cold cuts. Yeah, except for cold cuts. I mean, when it comes to, like, podcasts, webcomics, that's pretty much, pretty much cream of the crop. But, but, like, because it's, like, you know, I see a lot of these artists, especially because they're starting out, you know, they don't have representation or an agent or whatever. They're standing there in front of their own art. And it has like a $10,000 price tag on it. And I, I really don't think many of them sold. Like even at our gallery, just because the fair was attracting a crowd that was not collectors. You know what I mean? It was just like tourists walking through. 
we only sold like a couple pieces at at the 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 red dot at the more highbrow one the one that was at the motel we actually sold a ton of pieces but that was a different it was like a different crowd and none of the artists were there and i'll tell you what the the there were a couple artists who came by anyway to come see their work at the winwood one just to like hang like around like an arsonist coming back to see the fire exactly and and it was a little bit well it was a little bit annoying because it's like they kept coming up and being like well any bites any bites and it's like evan explained to me my buddy who got me this job explained to me that he was like he has this theory where it's basically like if an artist is hanging around it means their art's not going to sell but there's a correlation there because it's a confidence thing yeah like the artists who just give them the they here's the money here's my art let me know what happens at the end of the fair you know what i mean that art sells and then because they're not hanging around because they're just like i believe that my art will sell and i don't have to worry about it but the artists that are hanging around it's like you know a watch pot doesn't boil exactly and there were some interesting characters like dude it was it was it was wild i mean the other part about just being surrounded not by the artists in our booth but just other artists that were kind of there to like network you know at the fair and we're coming around it's like uh I mean, not that I forget, but it's interesting to see people IRL who are artists and how egotistical and narcissistic the insane. average artist is. I suffer is. from this sometimes, but it's I mean, insane. I think everyone does. Yeah. And I don't even mean to say that it was a negative experience or that I didn't meet any really cool or interesting people because I did. But it is a little bit insane that the way that people talk about themselves, it's like, it's a little crazy where where I really well, don't even say like when people ask me what I do. you agree with this though? Before you continue, the people yeah. who talk about it the most and and are like crazy like that seem to be at the always at the lower end. <laughs> yeah, because you're selling yourself. You know what I mean? And it's like yeah, I really I'm not even trying to you know gas mask to my own farts here, guys. But like when when somebody asks me what I do, I'm like, oh, I'm a comic artist. Which I, I also found at this fair that with a lot of these other artists after they were done talking about themselves, they'd be like, oh, and are you an artist? Asking me, because my art wasn't there. I was just working for the gallery. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, actually I am. I do it full time. And they were like, oh, really? What kind of art do you do? And I'm like, I'm a comic artist. And they were across the board. Everyone would just be like, oh, well, like, like completely stopped giving a shit after I told them Yeah, like you're not some painter or whatever but, right but i don't feel the need to be like which is, but which is funny too, also, i guarantee <laughs> you your paintings would blow the fuck out of there out of well, the water it's like, it's, it's like besides the point is that i just like i don't really i didn't really go there to network you know what i mean like i went there yeah, you're there for that page that's they were paying page, they were paying me for the week and and like and then for the artists that were interested enough really what it really came down to was people would be like you know uh oh like here why don't you follow me on instagram here, here's my at like i'm such and such paintings at you know instagram dot and did they know, seem interested in you again once and, they saw your and then i account? would and i'd follow them be like, okay yeah i'll follow you right now i follow them and they walk away and then the next day i would see them because well also because they get 
guys, you know, when you're a, when you're a big time billionaire celebrity like me, you, you learn some tricks of the trade, which is that because of my follower count on Instagram, I know that people get like a priority notification if I like follow them, yeah. basically. So they my shit like pops up. Shit. And so then they would come back the next day and be like, I, I had a couple of them be like, dude, you're like, you're like famous. Like I saw your things and I was like, I don't know about all that, but like, thank you. You know what I mean? It's just a different, like people sing a different tune because yes. a comic artist, nobody gives a shit. But if you they see the numbers, they see you have a big following and they're like, well, you know, then it's all of a sudden it's dude, like a uh... different story. Man, we've been trying to get on the podcast, Psychic Pebbles, a fellow yes. Zach. Um, Love that guy. Super funny. He he told a story, I think, on Sleepycast, but I guess it would happen to him a lot. Which It's pretty much the same thing you're saying, but he'd be at a bunch of parties with his friends mm-hmm. and meet people, and he said they would seem so uninterested in him, and then his mm-hmm. friend would be like, this guy made this animation, and he, he they would be like, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, dude, I... I will he just was like saying how much he fucking that immediately would just make him fucking hate someone no i know it's really fucking understandable and it's like i mean i did like some of those people were still very polite to me you know at the beginning and i will say well look i gotta plug this one more time because for you guys at home who didn't know that i read this book it's so fucking good this one making comics by Scott McCloud. Dude, this guy owes us fucking money for how much we've been plugging this shit. Dude, I, I literally, after I finished this, I swear to God, I wrote him, I wrote him an email. I found his, I found it on his website and I was like, dude, I just read your book and it like, I think it just changed my life forever. It was, it was so good. But anyway, he talks about it in there that he's like, um, he says that he's like, you know, a lot of people don't think of it this way, but comics are kind of the oldest art form because like when you look at cave paintings and Egyptian hieroglyphics, those are sort of a primitive form of comics because it's visual storytelling, you know what I mean? And they're in sequential order, basically, in a lot of the times. And it's like, even though comics have been around since like prehistory, it's just a like disrespected branch of like art and other fine artists don't appreciate it really. Honestly, it comes down to like... And don't get me wrong, there are good web comics, and I love web comics, but mm-hmm. I think web comics entering the scene, this happens in every medium. I'm, I'm not going to have a good way to describe this because I'm not a word guy, but you'll, you'll get the vibe of what I'm saying. But it's like, you know, painting was considered this fancy, fancy mm-hmm. thing and drawing and fancy, fancy. And then web comics came on the scene, and I think a lot of people were like, Oh, well, anyone can do it, then I don't want to do it. It's kind of like mm-hmm. with the. Uh, it's happening with like YouTube stuff now, where like everyone wants to be a YouTuber. And now I think a lot of kids are like, it's kind of becoming cringe. Once it, oh, it's yeah. something is so accessible, even if there's still good parts of it, there's so much more shit produced that to find good stuff, it's harder. So I think oh, that's yeah. part of it. But dude, before webcomics, I think being a comic artist was considered like a really cool thing. Yeah, like in the fair. early '90s, '80s, I feel like if you told someone that, they'd be going crazy. But yeah, it's yeah, definitely, no, it's well, definitely changed. Well, in there, well, you know, you have like in, even earlier than that. Like I think in the '60s is when we had like Jack Kirby and Stan Lee, which really elevated comics into like really powerful storytelling with bold like colors and and dark, you know, really dark darks. And then it was in the '90s when you have people like Frank Miller and you know who. Frank Miller is the one that comes to mind. And also what's the other guy's name that did Hellboy? 
What's the fucking Hellboy name? Hang on. Is that on, also on. Frank Miller? He wrote some of it, but comic artist. What the fuck is this guy's name? I literally Mike Mignola. Uh, these guys, Mike Mignola, dude. Have you you know who I'm talking about? Have you seen this? I don't part? know him. Should I look him up? Bro, just Google Mike Mignola. This dude is a like. Honestly, when I look at this art, I'm like, if you want to know big big time guys, and I'm not even I can't even say I'm super familiar with his work. Oh, this guy looks very asexual, but his drawings are amazing. It's always the best. But it's like if 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 I wanted my art to look a certain way, like if I was feeling like I reached my artistic peak, it would look something like this, honestly. Like this is like the type of shit that I wish to be able to create someday. He is just so fucking good. But Frank Miller is right up there, too. They're both insane. Just, like, really cool chiaroscuro, like, dark darks, heavy shadows, amazing line work. Anyway, so, and then that was during the 90s, late 80s, early 90s, even into the 2000s, when they were really developing this, like, new type of, like, graphic novel. And, I mean, some of, the, some of these works, a lot of these works are, like, just as valid, if not more valid, you know as like uh high art forms as like fine art paintings you know what i mean like they're like it's like incredible visual storytelling and uh yeah it's just unfortunate that and you know what and i would how much say of this... that though because i used to think like and you might know a little bit more about the process than me but how much of that is one man wrecking crew mm -hmm. and how much of it is having a team behind you because i do know with most mm -hmm. comics even if someone draws it, you're generally paying someone to color in shadow, right? Yeah, at that, at that level, you definitely are. I mean, a lot of these guys came up doing it themselves, but once you actually are working for like DC Comics or whatever, you know what I mean? Or Dark Horse or they're going to, it's usually, a t you usually have a, a writer, a penciler, which is what a lot of these guys are famous for is for drawing the pencil work an ink person and a letter person so you have somebody doing like at least four people running it which is also in part because they're they have to meet deadlines you know what i mean you can't really expect one person to do all of it and i will say i don't think there's anything i i don't frown upon collaborative work at all because i think collaboration is a beautiful thing just like a movie isn't one you know you're not one person making a movie You've got a bunch of hands on deck and when everybody is working, you know, when you're firing on all eight cylinders, it turns into like an amazing work of art. So, so it is with comics, but like, um, but to be fair, you and I, for example, are each basically one man wrecking crews when it comes to our, well, maybe wrecking crews is putting it a little bit heavy, but we are one man. And when it comes to our <laughs> comics, you know what I mean? Like there's nobody else writing or inking or doing any of that stuff. And I wanted to add something to what you said earlier, uh, because you were like, anyone can do web comics, which is true. Anyone can, but especially after what Are I you saw. You read me? Yeah, anyone can make web comics. Anyone but, can like, cook, but uh, not everyone can cook web. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the... 
I uh Dude, that I is the funniest say, meme. That big well, fat fuck guy on 4chan, the chef and gets it just criticized once. <laughs> die. Fucking dies. I love that. It's so real though. Dude, Dude everyone makes them. fun of him though, but everyone I know the first time they get in so a scuffle funny. on Twitter, they're immediately like, <laughs> like fucking dies. Uh but uh, what I would say is that I honestly believe there is a even though there are maybe more web web comics are a more accessible and cheap thing for artists and you could say there are more people even trying to do it uh i think it's easier to make money as a fine artist if you are marketing yourself properly like as a painter because i i don't think that many web comic artists are making any money at all and there are a ton of hack painters with proper representation who are making an inordinate sum of money i mean not everyone i'm sure it's still very difficult but like because you know everything's difficult the amount of time that i hear people being like you know being an artist is hard it's like dude being a fucking any being a plumber like everything is fucking hard it's just a hard world but like uh but i do think that web comics i think people overestimate how easy it is to turn it into a sustainable business which is why some of these guys like sign and happiness are kind of like a really for me personally are like a beacon to look towards because these guys have been doing it for so long with you know big financial returns and uh and especially they started in a time when it was not there were being a web a full-time web comic artist was not a thing before sign and happiness i think is that fair to say i agree with you but boys, if you're listening, the cyanide happiness boys, I will say a criticism is, uh, are you vaping? Based vape. What flavor, baby? It's honestly a shitty flavor. I went into this little rinky dink ass place. It's just called Straz, which I guess is strawberry. Oh, elf raspberry. Bar? It's an elf bar. Yeah. Dude, mine came with this drippy What's goo that? thing on top of it. Oh, it's like coom. Yeah, it's gross. Say Paxon? Uh Paxpod. Paxpod. Okay. But uh dude, the the one negative though is like Yeah, I think cuz like dude, the one guy posts pictures of his house and he has like 20 arcade machines like yeah, they're doing good financially and it's like I shouldn't even be talking cuz I'm nowhere near that level, but I do think there is an important requirement not to want to just succeed monetarily but to also be able to evolve you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. they are legacy legacy wise they're like the kobe bryant no because they're not well not not in like the dying way but like they're they're like kobe bryant level in terms of legacy yeah but you don't see them popping off that much now you know what i mean like i think they didn't focus on evolving does that make sense i tell me if i'm wrong no no i i understand your argument but i'm gonna give you a let's let's debate here's what i think i think that i think their form of evolution was actually pretty clever because i just learned this from talking to chris wilson that he that first of all they're they've always been independent they never signed they never wanted to get which is based in everyone which, which is crazy is yeah. and, and insane considering that you can buy cyan and happiness tabletop games 
in major retailers like Target and Barnes and Noble, you can go in there probably to your local one right now and find a cyanide and happiness like card game. You know what I mean? That is kind of insane for an independent artist to achieve that type of, you know, reach. And they did for a while have an animated show and they still own their own animation studio. They're just like, I think that evolu evolution, as you put it, means something different to a lot of different artists. And I do think that they evolved without ever losing without ever compromising but also without ever losing respect for web comics as an art form like what i mean to say is that even now i know you and i for example are getting a little fidgety with web comics where it feels like we've been doing this for some time it feels you know now i have however many me personally, like, let's say, I don't know how many comics I have behind me now, like 500 web comics that I've probably drawn over the last like year and a half or so. Like, love, I, I, I love them. I'm proud of the work that I've put in. I'm really happy about my audience and the following that it's gained me. But I don't, I feel like I have ants in the pants because I want to make a long piece. You know what I mean? Like now I have my sights set on something. That to me is what I feel would be an evolution for myself as an artist because that, that I, love, I love storytelling. You know what? I see what you're saying, and I, I do do this a lot. I think I'm just projecting my desires. But I get them. that. You, I do yeah. get that. Because you can look at Cyanide and Happiness and be like, well, in some ways they're kind of still doing the same things that they did. But they the want Trump. to be webcomic artists. But Exactly. Where you, I think we they, see it more as like a a step well web web comics and i mean like that's the thing that i think a lot of uh like for example that like one of the guys who i met who was one of the artists at this fair does this digital art and he after he followed me on social media he came back the next day and he was like bro how did you get to a hundred thousand followers on instagram that's crazy and I was like, it is crazy. And I was like, honestly, I, I'm not sure how it happened. But what I will say is that I was painting for a long time and doing little drawings. But web comics are really shareable. They're really easy to send to your friends. You know what I mean? Like more so than a painting is. You know, you might find a painting that you really like. You might follow that artist and be like, whoa, this guy's work is really gnarly. Like, I, I love this work. But it's just not as shareable. It's just the right. medium. It doesn't mean that it's any lesser of an art form. I love, I love painting. I love looking at art that I love that other people have done. But web comics are built for social media. You know what I mean? It's like I think way easier to gain a following for web comics because they're funny or they're relevant or they're you know what I mean, like something like that. And it's just not like that for paintings. It's not. It's just not the same. People don't seek it out or share it that way. You know, a lot of people are sharing my and your comics, not in the way that's like, bro, check out, you know, check out the guy who made this. He's super talented. They're just saying, check out this comic. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. Check out this comic of this guy 
the doctor telling a woman her pussy is mid you know what i mean yeah. and then they send it that they may not be thinking like bro this guy yolo swag studios is so funny a lot right, so a lot of people right, right. are but some of them but a lot of them are sharing it because they just think it's a shareable funny thing piece yes. of material you know what i mean it's just different and there's there's like pitfalls and benefits to each art form but uh, the sooner you realize that, the sooner you can kind of like start to taper your your output. Expectation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! Did you hear what? that? No. What is it? Is there something in your wall? There's something in my wall. Dude, there is. I think a plane just flew overhead or something, but it literally just sounded like someone dropped a nuclear bomb. <laughs> like it just was so fucking loud going over my house. That is spooky. Right, I tell you my movie idea. Uh, what what was the movie idea? So it's like the world is taken over by these robot Jews, right? They're okay. Jewish robots. That's already happened. Did you know? I know. Well, dude, see, this is where I'm, it gets, I'm on the inside, so I can tell you. It gets scarily real world, bro. Already. These these Jewish robots take over our institutions, banks, Hollywood. They're okay. producing all this robot Jewish stuff. But then I'm thinking like a Mel Gibson type hero. Uh-huh. Kind of buff guy. Like he's fighting him and shit. And then some woman will obviously team up with him, you know, and he'll not like her, but they'll fall in love. But I'm thinking the, the climax is like, you know, uh, how in movies, it's like you have to ask a robot an impossible question. And it like yeah. short circuits. It's yeah. like he finally like reaches the head robot and he's like, yo, free Palestine. And then the robot will be like, free, good, but Palestine, bad, but free, but Palestine. But... Hey, that's actually and then good. Just blow up. Yeah. And uh, wait, there's something there, I think. Dude, I, w I feel like that's <laughs> actually a funny yellow swag comic. I mean, you could get that whole like, Ah, oh, dude, it's like you would just get chewed out for like anti-Semitism. Would you probably. protect me, <laughs> dude? It'd I can't wait. Hard, to, if if we ever, sell. if we ever got to the level where we were being interviewed and I was accused of anti-Semitism, I would totally do the like, yo, my best friend is Jewish. Blah blah blah. I would like make you defend me. Dude. I would. I, I I'm almost prepared that if like somebody was like like tweeted at me and was like. Are you aware that your partner is anti-Semitic? I would be like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm I shocked I am. you still haven't fucking gotten a I message think, telling not to hang out with me. The, the, peop the people who are just aware that you and I are like a duo already are at a certain level of like awareness. You know what I mean? That I think yeah. they're just not going to do it. Like it, like it would have to be. It would be such a weird concoction of like very perfunctory knowledge of like not knowing not knowing who you are, not knowing who I am, but happen to knowing that ha happen to know happening to know that you and I are a duo. Like I don't know who that that I don't think there is. It'd be a weird demographic. It'd be a very weird demographic. demographic. And the only people that know about cold cuts are basically with the shits. You know what I mean? Um Oh, there was something else I was going to tell you. What was it? Uh... My movie idea was just so good. Oh, the I know the movie <laughs> idea totally knocked me off my game. But anyway, yeah, I guess we, I guess 
I think I think in general this whole like art fair thing was well it was a good experience for me because I got to get out of the house and actually talk to new people for the first time in a very long time. I actually had been feeling for a few months that I was like, am I starting to go a little like doughy in the brain because I'm like only talking to you and Angie and my brother and the Discord and like nobody else and just basically being inside. But no, I don't really think that was the case. I still felt like I was, but it was good to sharpen the saw and meet some other people. But it, it did also give me a lot of like clarity, a lot more clarity about my, where where I stand in the art world as well. You know what I mean? Like well, not be, not that I'm the main character or anything, but just as like an individual, like you know, I'm a full time artist, and so are all of these people. But in a lot of ways, I. I really found that I had very little in common with a lot of the other uh, creatively, you know what I mean? Like they were like, subhuman, I, you were saying. No, it's like they were actually I met a lot of nice people and cool people, but I I was a little bit surprised at how difficult it was to talk about art. Yeah. with them because our mediums are so different. So different, yeah. yeah. It's a little like that was a little eye-opening. But I've had so many good conversations online with people like you and Chris and House and like Flork of Cows and like, you know what I mean? These guys, like people that I've messaged or just talked about in general that, uh, yeah, comics are really interesting that changed, changed my whole life. Comics That's came into my life statement. and it changed my whole, changed That's my powerful. whole shit. It changed so, your yeah. whole. Well, dude, it you, really uh, I think this is probably a YouTube episode, right? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, well, we could upload it. Do you think we can get it uploaded by tomorrow? I think so. But yeah. before we close, because I think only the patrons know about this, but I heard you also didn't have a good experience at this art show. Yeah, I was debating whether or not to talk about this. Oh, we don't, honestly, have to. we don't have to. We can. I I, I mean, I want to fill you in. It's an interesting story, I guess. Just post their uh, address and their phone number and we'll... Uh... Look, I, I'll tell you guys, if you guys have listened this far and you want to just hear what the fuck happened to me at this art fair i'll tell you i'll tell you the story so this is on the first full day of the i've already told this whole story basically verbatim to zach so you just pretend to be surprised as i'm telling it to you now but on the very first day of the art fair which was on wednesday no uh, way yeah i know just wait <laughs> so, yeah i drove i drove myself over there and i had my my boss for the week basically my friend's boss who's the director of this gallery who was super cool she gave me this little like uh decal i don't know what you'd call it it hangs in the the rear view mirror uh, on my, in my windshield that's nuts. that dude just wait <laughs> that <laughs> i got one more of those in me <laughs> it's like actually i have to just quick like just because it made me think of this it is so funny also how common of a problem it is with people that that especially like i met a bunch of people and i know i feel like i'm talking so much shit about the people that i met during this time but I, a lot of them were super nice even the people i'm about to talk about but it's crazy how many people do not have a sense of okay i'm telling a story and this guy just said that's crazy three times in a row <laughs> Like, it's time for me to land the plane. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's so funny. Like, I, I feel like I'm hypersensitive to, like, 
if I'm telling a story and I see somebody's eyes dart away for like two seconds, I'm like, they don't give a fuck. Let me just finish. I crashed the plane as I'm, soon I'm as I noticed like, that. I mean, like, and then everyone died. And that's the end of the story. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just, I hate that feeling. I'm like, it gives me the ick. And, but it's were you witnessing so this or were you hitting them with that's crazy? I feel like I, on many occasions, was talking to people who would not land the plane. And yeah, I would just yeah, be yeah. like, that's crazy. You know, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. You're just totally hostile. That's crazy. Like, just like, shut up. <laughs> so, anyway, so, uh, <laughs> where the fuck was I? Anyway, long and short of it, there's a little dirt lot outside of the venue that I worked at that I was instructed to park in because I was an employee of the festival. And I had the decal in my window to indicate that I was an employee. I, in the morning at 11 a.m., I pulled in there and a security guard just waved me in and did this so I knew where to park, parked in there, didn't say two words to me, walked out of the lot, and I went into the fair. Really long hours. I was there until like 9 p.m. Uh, my girlfriend came to visit me during like the last hour, and then we left the fair after it closed. Left the fair, walked around the block back to this dirt lot, and uh, my car was gone. And I was like no fucking way i've i've actually never had my car towed before this but miami and in particular this neighborhood winwood is they are notorious for towing your shit especially when it feels unjust with like no signage you know what i mean they'll just tow your shit for no reason so if you're going to visit miami guys just fucking uber save yourself the headache save yourself the fucking headache spend the 15 dollars on an uber or whatever so Dude, the Uber driver shows up on his feet, and he's like, "My car got towed." <laughs> he's like, "I'm so sorry, I cannot <laughs> on my back, I cannot do bro. this anymore." Yeah. So anyway, I I foolishly, naively thought that because I had this decal, I could park in this dirt lot, not you know, just in a parking lot. Uh, but I couldn't. They my shit got towed, and obviously now I'm standing there with my GF and looking around somebody came up to me so one of the other attendants of the fair or like an employee of the fair came up to me and was like dude i i saw i was here a little bit earlier and i think your car got towed with like nine others like they came in here and they just took like a bunch of cars out of here i was like what the fuck but i i saw on the front of the gate they had a sign molina towing company molina towing company in miami no okay? way dude. remember the name guys so i gave him a call which i could probably tell you as well if you're interested in looking them up they're open 24 7 if you'd love to give you'd like to give him a call uh and i i they confirmed that they had my car okay and i saw on my phone that it was like a 10 minute walk from the place so me and Angie walked like a few blocks around into this shady as fuck alleyway uh, to the to the the tow truck place, which was like, dude. I mean, I don't know. Are you allowed to use the word ghetto anymore, or has that been like sniped? Like, that's really what it was. I mean, it was. There's no other way to put it, guys. Like, it was just horrendous. And and the like. We, we we i was like bro we walked in there it was a little desk behind a bulletproof window with a bullet hole in the fucking glass okay at least you know it works <laughs> at least it worked 
And I can already see, because there's a scattering of like four or five employees in the place, everybody there, no doubt, is an ex-con, all right? Everybody's got a neck tattoo or a face tattoo or just scary, scary fucking... Oh, yeah, a you know guy, I mean? just because he has the word rapist tattooed on his forehead is an ex-con. <laughs> oh, so he's an ex-con? Okay. That's right. like... This is an anti-tattoo. Can you imagine if in the Suicide Squad movie with the Joker, but it just said... And they're like, oh, I wonder what that means. Dude, and they're like telling him, like, dude, you can't do that. And he's like, but I'm crazy. I'm I'm a crazy crazy guy. (laughs) You get one tattoo and everyone loses their mind. So so anyway, uh, anyway, so scary as fuck, guys, back there. And the only other people in the place we watched, like, walk in there right before us they had just been dropped off i guess they had called an uber to get there was this very elderly they looked like they were in their 80s a couple that uh were both on walking with canes and they're standing at the window and they're extremely frail and old and they're saying very honestly more politely than i would have been they were just saying like you know we we're, we're employees of the fair we were parked in the handicap spot. I don't think it was right for you to tow out of a handicap spot. Like that was, you know, they, like they were just expressing, which is a hundred percent true. I could not believe what I was seeing. Well, yes and no, obviously. I mean, if you're in a, cause like, I mean, does that just give any, even if you're parked illegally in a handicap spot, does that just automatically give you free? Here's you know my what I, point. You know what I mean? I'm on their side, but it's still like, I think there is a certain level of, well, I, I should finish the story, but yeah, basically sorry, sorry. I, I do feel like there is a certain level of morality that I knew if I was a fucking tow truck driver, I would be looking for people who were blocking fire hydrants, parked in places You're like, that were You would be the marked. Dexter of uh, tow like, truck like, drivers. You're there, looking there, for the bad guys. There is a logical reason for tow companies to exist. This company went into a dirt lot, which was for the fair, where people had clear indications in their window that they were working for the fair and were preying on them because they knew they could make money out of the confusion of tourists. You got to finish the story, but didn't you tell me, though, that it wasn't the fair? In the end, it wasn't technically the fairs. They gave you the wrong info. It it wasn't the fair, but the fair is in cahoots. I mean, I'm going to... Let me finish the story. Okay, because I have a conspiracy I want to throw by you, but yes. Oh, oh, please, dude. I'm I'm fucking like literally. I got a good one. I got a good one. I'm like that fucking Always Sunny in Philadelphia meme with the fucking. (laughs) Pepe Pepe Silvia. Dude, you know what's funny? Pepe Silvia. No, who's that? Because you know where Philadelphia is. Mm. I think people brought this up before, but I'm pretty sure Pepe Silvia was him trying to read the word Pennsylvania. I That's think really I think that was the joke, but That's funny. Pepe continue. Sylvia. So anyway, so uh so the, the oh, so basically, so they're like, I really don't think you should have towed out of a handicap spot, you know, something like that. Or like and, and also we're employees of the fair, basically just politely arguing that they should have been allowed to park there in general. But also, yeah, like what if these people were really old and didn't know how to use a phone and they had to walk how the hell would they get over there? What the fuck yeah. are you doing? You know what I mean? Like it's ethically morally they're like it's unconscionable to me so anyway 
you can't believe a tow truck driver had this low morals is what you're saying well a guy who goes and takes other people's cars other people's cars yeah so anyway so the guy who was this just like 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 had those deep alligator eyes that you just know he you he sucks he just was like telling these people he was he just kept saying over and over again he's like 180 bucks or leave like it's 180 dollars or you can leave basically over and over again to this kind old couple the old man just forks over the money and they let him through the little side door to the to the parking lot where they're keep or to this like dirt lot where they're keeping the cars and that was the end of it dude my blood is boiling at this point i'm already feeling like i've been unjustly towed and now i just witnessed this old couple get harassed out of 200 bucks by these guys so anyway now i go up to the window and it's the same guy and i'm like i don't raise my voice but i'm just like dude i'm an employee of the festival my 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 boss explained to me that the parking was included and i have a thing in the window in my windshield that's explaining i i, I can park there and he and he kept saying he was like 180 dollars you can either pay the 180 dollars cash or you can leave 180 dollars or leave I'm like, and a- Angie's with me still. My Did they take card me. or just cash? Because this is going to be a conspiracy only. theory. Cash only. I ha- I, this isn't a conspiracy theory. It's a fucking truth. Oh, it's opinion. a fact. Whatever your conspiracy theory is, it's 100% You're gonna true. You're going to be blown it's away, bro. Fact. I, yeah. So listen. So I go to the, of course, they have this shady little fucking ATM, which I go over and I pull the money out and I give it to them. And at this point, I already know that my, the, my boss for this fair is really cool. I knew that they would likely reimburse me for the thing. So it wasn't even about the money at this point. It was just that I fucking hated these guys. And, and so anyway, I give them the money and they open the side door to go to the lot. Angie and I walk through the doors and now there's like, including the guy. Now there's four guys, employees of the place that are standing in there. One of them, who's clearly the owner, who's this, he, uh, he looked like Tuco from Breaking Bad, but he was like tall, like a big, bald Cuban guy, basically, and was literally immediately just barked at us and was just like, like only one person, only one at a time or something like that, which I was like confused. I was like, what, what are you talking about? He was because Angie and I had walked through. He was like one person at a time. And I was like, dude, we just paid like my that's my car right there. He was like, you're trespassing. Get off my property. You're trespassing. Get off my property. And we're, we're like, literally like, whoa, whoa, what the fuck? He's like, you're trespassing, get on my property. And, and I literally was just like, I was like, Angie, just, just wait outside, just go over there. So Angie goes back through the door and now is waiting outside on the curb. And now it's this four of these guys and my car is across the lot. I'm looking at it and it's across the lot. And I already have, I've had my keys the whole time. So I just had to give them the money and get, and I did already. And so I'm just going to my car. And as I'm walking to my car, I just said to them, I was like, you guys tow old people's cars out of a handicapped spot. Like, you know who's going to judge you. Like, I don't even have to say anything. I didn't say this earlier, dude, but that is like, that is the most old Jewish man thing in the the entire world to be leaving and be like, God's going to get you. (laughs) But dude, I said it in a way that I was just like, but the thing is, is that I'm not religious. I don't believe in any of that Jesus crap, but I was just like, I knew, I knew that when I said it, 
it would bother them. Be- right, I just yeah. knew it. Now, when and you I, say be- Jesus crap, are you saying you don't believe in Christianity? No, in no. God? Just, what is okay? I was just making sure this wasn't not, a slight. I am not. I'm not religious. And if somebody said that to me, I'd be like, yeah, shut the fuck up. But I, but I knew it would bother these guys. Yeah. And so right. I said, I was just like, I was like, I don't even care. I was like, you know who's gonna judge you as I'm walking away, bro. This guy, the owner, the bald guy, fucking blew a gasket. He was screaming <laughs> at me. He was like, dude, I'm laughing about it, but I swear to God at the time. Okay, let, let me just tell you. He was screaming at me and he was like, and I'm walking away to my car. And he's like, if you get in that car, I'm going to fuck you up. If you get in that car, I'm going to fuck you up. Like, get the fuck out. Get the fuck out of here. If you get in that car, I'm going to kick your ass. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to fuck you up. Screaming over and over again. And I'm just like walking to my car. I'm just like, I already I already paid this dude. I, I'm trying to I'm just trying to get out of here at this point. I hear him run up at me like this big dude. I can hear him now running at me. And so I turn around and he is in my fucking face, like an inch away from me. And the other guys have also like surrounded me and he's blocking me to my car now. And he's screaming at me and he's like, he's like, I'm going to fuck you up. Like, get the fuck out of here. I'm going to fuck you up over and over again. Sorry, it's going to be a nightmare to edit all these curse words out, but I got to tell this how it fucking happened, man. So anyway, so and and dude. I literally just had my, I had my hands up like this at my side. And I was like, bro, just let me go. Like, just let me go. Just let me go. Just let me go. And he's screaming at me and the other (laughs) dudes are standing around here. And it went on like that for a minute. Like I I felt like a full 60 seconds that he was just like screaming in my fucking face. And I was like, just let me go. Just let me go. How many other guys were there? It was him and like three of the employees that were just. Were they like, around oh, you too, or they were just they watching? Were, they were also around me. Like around they were. Okay. He, this guy was in my face, but these guys were like, like, within earshot. Like Did anyone have right a steel here. with them or no? I mean, it's fucking Florida. I'm sure they have a steel. I'm sure somebody did, and and uh, and later. Well, anyway, so eventually, after the sixty seconds of just me, like, bro, just let me go. Just let me get in my car. Just let me go. Just let me get in my car. He was finally like open the gate get the fuck out of here get get out of here and i and i got and so i got into my car and i went out to the curb and angie who was just standing right outside of this like lot of course heard the whole thing she was crying picked her up at the curb and we just drove out of there she thought you were gonna pull up in the car and look like one of those cartoon accordions that had dude i mean it was i mean the other part the part that we were just fucking separated was in and of itself like well, very, especially if it's in a scummy area for her have to just sit outside is kind of scary. It was the whole thing was extremely yeah. scary. And like it like the fact that we were separated, the fact that I was alone with these four dudes who were all bigger than me. I mean, like I guys, I'm not like I, I like I couldn't beat anybody up basically. And like I, I, I like I just have a big mouth, I guess. I just couldn't I couldn't let it go. I had to fucking say something to these guys because they were just such cockroaches. And like and so anyway, and later I was telling my brother that story and Sam was like, he's like, dude, you should really probably get a gun or something like it for something like this. But I was like, bro, if I had pulled out a gun, if I had a gun and I had pulled out a gun, I would be, I would have gotten dead. like, smoked. I would have gotten yeah. smoked. Like yeah, it would have only made it so much worse. So like the fact that, you know, I honestly don't see another way that it could have played out that I didn't either leave without my car, which would have been a fucking nightmare because I never would have gotten it back or they would have fucked with my car or, uh, 
or that I didn't like die, like genuinely get my ass beat or get shot. I mean, in hindsight, also, sorry, Arlo's it, texting me. Oh, base, love that guy. In hindsight, <laughs> they were they were never gonna put their hands on me because that would have been like an insane. You know what I mean? Like these are guys that I, I already know are probably dealing with the cops showing up there all the time, so they weren't gonna actually have a reason for me to pursue like serious legal action so they were never going to touch me but it was all about trying to like it just like harass me here's what the scam is bro here's what the scam is and i know right now and i guarantee you tell me police are aware but because it's legal technically i get i'm telling you right now okay so first of all two to three different times after you paying in cash which is untraceable which Mm -hmm. means well let me get to my point first Two or three different times, it sounds like they tried to make you leave post-paying for mm. for doing literally nothing. Yeah. Tried to make you leave post-paying. Yeah. You also said they were being very, like, uh, rude with people and not really answering questions. Okay. So, first of all, that tells me right away trying to get you to leave because that means you come back the next day with police saying, you know, they threw me out, took my money. They say, who are you? Okay, because yeah. you already paid cash. It's untraceable. Yeah. The second part of my theory, and this is the most crucial part, and you said these guys have been around for 12 years, I guarantee you one someone, one member on their team has been buying up empty lots. And I guarantee mm. you they're either – you said the fair owned that lot. I guarantee you one of their friends owns the lot. And I guarantee you mm-hmm. these guys leave the lots empty on purpose. Yep. I guarantee you they just spend 10 hours a day driving around. Someone leaves their car on their property so they're legally mm-hmm. allowed to remove it. And I guarantee you they're just fleecing all these people and trying to get yeah. constant payments. I yeah. guarantee everyone's getting everyone's getting paid. And I found out afterwards because I told I ended up telling my boss that story. You know, because first of all, well, first of all, I mean, I'm not I can't even sound like a tough guy about it. Like, the dude, that night I didn't fucking sleep. I was so shook up about the situation. I mean, dude, it's been a long time. Like, I haven't had a situation like that where someone was screaming in my face where I was like, oh, someone is either about to fucking you know like fuck me up or or like this is about to be like a crazy physical altercation like dude maybe there dude, was I've... like a time in new york or something like that that might have happened but like nothing like that this something like this has never happened to me before it's and... normal i think to feel feral at night um yeah. this wasn't even a fight thing bro but i had one at elon where there was this guy who kept coming into the restaurant i worked at and he was like a 50 year old guy but then he was messaging me on facebook when i was at elon and would like was trying to like offer me money to jack off in front of him and shit Mm -hmm. and i remember the first time i dealt with that i was so skeeved out that i put a i slept with a hammer under my pillow because i oh really yeah just because i was like dude if this guy seems like a creep like if he fucking has been following me and tries to come in like i'm crushing his head no i know i mean there's like honestly there's been a few nights now where i felt like i've kind of had trouble sleeping not because i'm I don't know, not because I'm like, I'm afraid like something's going to happen. It's just like, I, it's hard for me to stop replaying the whole thing. Like it was just very, it was like, I think I'm also, and I kind of explained this to you on the phone, like, uh, I'm really disappointed in myself for, for honestly, for putting Angie in danger, like by, I, like, I knew already at the time that, um, that my boss was going to get was probably going to reimburse the thing for me. So I wasn't even upset about the money. It just was like, so obvious that these guys were just 
crooks. You know what I mean? Like they were yeah. literally just, we were yeah. getting robbed. You were they violated, were, bro. You were violated. They, I, I was totally, totally violated without Vaseline. And it made it feel like, and I just was just like, and, and it was really the old people in there. It felt like something out of a movie that I was like, there. it was impossible for me not to react. And maybe part that. of it was out of ego. And part of it was just out of like, um, like just a complete lack of justice. It just made me feel like, like what are we in the fucking 50s that you're allowed to run uh just a bold faced like racket like this and just run it like you're in the mob and no one's gonna say anything and the police don't care and like that that it just was top to bottom it just was like really upsetting but i shouldn't have run my map i didn't i didn't scream or act like an ape or anything but me trying to get the last laugh was yeah dangerous for me and for my girlfriend and it was I wouldn't irresponsible dwell on it though, bro because like you said this is the first time you dealt with something like this hindsight's 2020 yeah you can beat yourself up about it or you can just think like next time and god forbid you're ever in a scenario like that again but next time you you'll know like hey you know these guys are fucking dickheads but it would mm -hmm. be better to do something else not it would be better to do some petty shit later as opposed to endangering well, and that's endangering. kind of, and that's also kind of what I feel like has been keeping me up is I keep, I kind you of want keep revenge. trying, I keep wanting revenge, which is also not healthy because it's like any, anything that I do that's supposed to be like vigilante justice is honestly, I do, I am kind of this like believer in like karma where I kind of just feel like, you know, if I just let this go, I mean, these guys like logically speaking will get what's coming because they're going to tow the wrong person's car one day i was not that guy i, I was a fucking mark you know what i mean they i i'm not i don't carry a gun i'm just a small jewish guy they obviously fleeced me easy but i like you're running a business like that like you are going to run into somebody the wrong person someday and like i don't feel like i need to have something weighing on my conscience that's like a childish like you know i shouldn't even It'd say what i was thinking about just doing magically a but... hundred reviews for their building were oh yeah talking about like i mean if you the guys... guys were propositioning to like they wanted to let the guy kept asking me if he could blow me and he'd give me the car for free. Yeah, you know I, I would mean? say like, I would freaks, say dude. if you just found this story interesting, you could look up M O L I N A towing in Miami, Florida, and uh you will probably find a lot of interesting but you're not information inside, yeah, about them. I bet there's crazy reviews. That's what okay, you saved it at the end. It's it sounded like incitement, but you saved No, no, it. I think there's a lot I think there's yeah. a lot of interesting information. And actually, I would just say if there's any journalists that want an interesting story. Check uh, out check out my conspiracy because if that's true, that could be I, big. I, I mean, baby. dude, I, I would say, well, here here's what I should also mention is that at the uh at the suggestion of my girlfriend, mostly my girlfriend's mom, after that had happened, uh, we went to file a police report about just the incident that had happened. Not really for myself, but because somebody should look into these guys. Like, And we went there and we talked to a cop and they just didn't 
care. Like it just didn't, uh, it was, they, they basically, I mean, they weren't rude about it, but you know, they were basically just like, Oh, it all happened on private property. And, you know, we, we hear calls about that place all the time. You know, we're over there basically once an hour, but uh, it, they were agreed like, yeah, that place is shady, but there's nothing illegal about what happened. So there's nothing you can really do. And uh, it just doesn't sit right with me. It just feels like a company like this doesn't really have a place in like 2023. You know what I mean? Like with all the shit that has checks and balances and the amount of bullshit that the average person has to do just to get by. I think that this type of like predatory company, but with like low level protection could be easily investigated. Do you know what I mean? Uh, that's well, all dude, I'll this say. is like, it's humor. This is humor. Not what happened to you is humorous, but your take of like, how can they be operating? Blah, blah, blah. You realize that this, you experienced what 99% of people feel about tow truck drive like tow truck drivers are the are a butt of a joke because they're scumbags like this yeah is, they're total this scumbags. isn't uh a shocking discovery you know what no I mean? not at all no i know yeah. it's just that i i knew that they're scumbags but i also never had my car towed and never had to deal with something like this firsthand and there right, was this right. there was this also the only thing that i didn't mention was that after all this screaming and yelling and all this shit that was going on in my face the other guy, the guy who I had originally, not the owner, the guy who I had originally talked to in the window, who was rude to the old couple, was standing right there and just had this like smug smile on his face of that impunity that just like, I, you know, like, this is how we run shit around here. You thought you were going to do something, but we're bigger and badder and no one can touch but us. Dude, and that bro, the fact that. I mean, you know, you're you feel like you didn't handle it well, but I'm sure they probably feel like jackasses for the fact that they literally had four guys trying to egg you on into a fight and not, they didn't get what they wanted. Like they, they I, I guess they clear the fact that they were saying they were going to kill you, but didn't touch you. They were 100 percent egging you on. And again, I think this is part of you throw a punch. They kick your ass and throw you out. You're gonna have to pay them another 180 to get your car. It's true. You know yeah, I mean? it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, honestly, they have a the bulldog. Is... What? There, I didn't see any dog on the property. I miss, you know, and you look at old 70s, 80s cartoons, and anyone who owns a junkyard or a tow truck service always had like an ugly ass pet bulldog named Bowser that was like the lot keeper. You know what I'm talking about? I yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, actually, okay. funny enough, it actually like uh on on another night because i didn't drive my i decided i made an executive decision i was not going to drive my car to the fair for the remainder of the yeah, week i was like i'm not, move, I'm not yeah. dealing with this bullshit so angie god bless her drove me back and forth from the fair for the the rest of the duration didn't park or anything obviously just dropped me off and picked me up but um the I, there was some also in that same area not the same yard but another, like another junkyard there was like a junkyard dog hanging around there and i was just like like literally this area of like the of like miami it's like we're like trapped in the fucking 80s like what are we doing with this like you have a dog as your security system and we have this like mob of like tow truck drivers that are just like above the law i'm like 
like, bro, don't knock. I feel like uh, it's like I feel like it's really hard to get away with shit in this day and age. You know what I mean? And bro, it's man like, has been shit like that. Man has been like, there's even signs in Rome that say "Beware of dog." Like, man, man's been using dog as a guard dog for many, many years, many, many years. It's very Lindy, right? It. it I guess, yeah, that is the definition of Lindy. It is. Dude, I hit uh, that guy to me is so like he just reminds you like if my dad had Twitter, because it's like he does some guy like recognize him at a coffee shop and he forced the barista to take like 80 pictures of him with the guy who recognized him, and it's like, bro, oh take which the compliment of someone recognizing you and just go like go about your day. That's so that, yeah, fucking crazy. It's way too much. Which by the way, I will say uh i already told you this and i told the discord because it was kind of crazy i got recognized irl for the first time at did you fair. force him to take a picture with you no we did not take any photos or anything <laughs> i did happen to have a couple beetle moses stickers in my pocket because i was like just in case somebody just in case i run into somebody i would have something to to give them but do people I, like I, receiving thigh warmed stickers yeah and it was That's like really it nice. was literally like crumpled and warm moist. in my yeah. pocket it really nice. had that extra touch <laughs> but uh <laughs> but he was really he was really cool shout out felipe he came up to me he came up to me and was and actually it was the first time someone's been like oh are you beetle moses and i was like bro yes like i told him like i've never been recognized in public before and did you yeah that was really the, cool sign up for the the patreon uh i did it did not come up organically no but i'm sure he will i'm sure he listens to the podcast and i'm sure he will well well, you're pulling up the execs let me say that vosh episode it starts very strong and ends with me having a mental breakdown so (laughs) if you guys want to see that well that now i can't drink that much bro i can't drink that much well we got to trade off because it feels like now this episode was the reverse we started very calm and then i like just got all tense about (laughs) reciting that fucking Event. I still think, dude, the saving grace of this episode, someone, a Hollywood executive is going to hear that Jewish robot idea, and we're going to get a movie, baby. Mm, we're gonna I get would really like to see that happen. Uh, okay. Executives. You want to hear guys. another quick movie idea? Okay. It's very brief. Average Joe. Everyone mm-hmm. in the world has been killed by a virus. The tallest, everyone else, everyone on Earth is now midgets, right? Except for one man who is 5'7, but is now mm. the tallest man <laughs> on earth. Isn't there there's something fun there, isn't there? That, it's actually Average really joke. funny. Yeah, I like Dude, that. I like I li- that. Or I like the idea that uh Yeah, like like I'm almost picturing there was some random shit that happened where like everybody everybody's head got chopped off at once and the only people that remained were <laughs> little five people. foot seven people. And, this, and this one guy who was sleeping at the time but he's five foot seven so he's taller than <laughs> the rest. uh anyway okay that happens by the way in the movie ghost ship i've never i never saw the rest of the movie but in the very beginning there's a five foot seven guy no no it's well no it's actually no there's not a five foot seven guy maybe there is but there's some weird shit that happens on this ship where like there's this like wire like metal wiring that gets pulled too tight and it snaps and it severs like everybody on the ship in half except for this little girl who just witnesses the whole thing but because she's so little it just goes like right over i never her. saw ghost ship but this it, you older don't kid to. had the dvd and it was like a ship with like a skull with a on the skull front, and I was yeah. like, you know, as a kid i was like like so scared of the fucking that was ship one of, with that the was skull one of those on movies. it 
because Angie's obsessed with like a lot of those like B horror movies because she watched them also as like a kid. And so she'll, she'll sometimes, but I think she'll overestimate how good they actually are because she enjoyed them as a child. She'd be like, oh, that movie's so good. It's scary. And I remember putting that on and watching that first scene and just kind of like. Well, dude, once like, you're like, there him. really is, there, you can get pretentious with it. But once you watch a good horror movie like Rosemary's Baby or even like something like Hereditary, it's like. Yeah. Anytime someone tries to show you a good horror movie and it's just like B-roll schlock, yeah. it's like, bro, come on, dude. Well, there, like, th that that type of movie has its place. I mean, I think more than oh, yeah, when you're movie, fucking some chick's ass on watching Netflix, it's like the it's best. Perfect. One. This is a nightmare YouTube episode to edit, by the way. I mean, yeah, I can't. Gonna, I'm gonna have to get started probably immediately. Uh, yeah, especially <laughs> if we're gonna this. upload this tomorrow. Uh, the what was I gonna say? Yeah, actually, we I want to read the patrons real quick, but it does make me think. I wonder what the philosophy is behind, like, why is it that, like, there's a ton of B-movies, but the ones that, I feel like the ones that people hold most near and dear are B-horror movies. You know what I mean? That they're, like, the ones that are the most, like... Well, it's a nostalgia thing, you know? You think about when you watched it, and you're probably, like, 14 to 17, and those are, like, mm. golden years in terms of looking back. You know what I mean? You yeah, don't remember I all the bad that. shit. You just remember all the good shit. But I think that's probably true. Uh, all right, let me read these off. Um, guys, I just want to say I love you so much. I know a lot of you already heard that toast truck story in the Discord, so sorry you had to re-endure it. But uh, thank you so much for your support. So these are the executives of the Patreon. Uh, we've got Bugs on My Wee Wee, Brat Brat Pew Pew, Conga Heli, Rancho, Gizan, Gwyn, HP. Oh, new new exec this month. I think it was the first time that I'm reading this one off. Limp Dick. Let's go. Protista, Protagon, Shrek the Third, Shalom Guy, Trevor Stilson, and Yowlitz. You guys are so goaded. And you if you're listening to this at home, because this is a YouTube episode, if you want to be part of the, the fun and the party, uh please hop on over to patreon.com slash cold because we've got a we've truly got a uh a family atmosphere over there I'd i say. think i see the patrons more than i see my own parents i really point. feel like we're spending <laughs> a lot of time with them also awesome. i don't want to get people it's too excited community. but for this month i just bought i spent 50 bucks on ebay and i bought a pack of like 100 random booster pack cards from like mm. trolls the movies power rangers spy kids shrek uh, a rock war card so if you want one of those i'm gonna let everyone pick one out but i know i gotta see how many That's i have cool. but i know at least the execs and the i think it's the italian, italian yeah tier the 25 dollar tier i know for a fact at least you guys will get a single booster so that is if you so want nice. that if you want a nice deal okay all right we'd love to see you over there and um, as always i'm well i'm really happy to be reporting again i honestly missed working from home i was tired of having a schmooze with strangers so very happy to be back missed you my sweet sweet brother and um let's record another you want to record another one tomorrow yeah you still have to tell that story about joe dude joe no <laughs> so fuck i fucked it up who's steve jobs